brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome back to another uh, Bible study we're dealing in um, Galatians chapter 520 we're dealing with fruits of the flesh now when dealing with fruits of the flesh one of the most important things to understand is this is what drives the sinner okay this is what truly drives the sinner in all that he does every day full day no t- no timeouts this is the this is exactly what goes on every day in the sinner's mind now the reason why it goes down that way is well because of sin but it also has everything to do with our motives motives are very important to the christian life because if it's selfish ambition sorry about the camera shaking if it's selfish ambition then of course guess what's going to happen people will going to pay pay the price for it if it's selfless ambition then not only will the church benefit but of course the most important thing is god gains glory i want to thank everybody for tuning in however you're going to see this whether you saw it live or you saw it on demand or you hear it on the podcast and or you see it on the youtube channel however you see it i want to say thank you for tuning in thank you for spending your time with me more importantly uh give all praise to god himself for he saved a lonely sinner terrible sinner like me and if he can save a wretch like me his work definitely can be the same for you if of course you know him if you don't know him you are always welcome to have a sit down with christ because he's willing to do it day in and day out and don't pass it up don't listen to somebody else telling you what they believe and want you to influence you because it doesn't work that way you need to seek god for yourself and make your own determinations don't listen to what everybody else said in order to make your opinions up or to make your mind up. Go do the research yourself. Kind of like we have to look at the news today. We can't trust the news anymore. Not that we ever really could, but it wasn't this bad. You know, we got to go get, I mean, whole news media sites have sprung up just to give you different angles and perspectives and context because the regular media is more interested in entertainment than it is in the truth. And wouldn't you know it that has everything to do with today everything to do with today especially this very controversial word what makes it controversial not the word itself but what damage it brings to relationships especially when it comes down to the motives of the people that are hoping to devise it now a real uh, summation of chapter 5 in Galatians Paul is dealing with 
the Galatians firsthand, or more like secondhand because it's a letter to them, because they've been listening to the Judaizers. Some have even maybe defected. And now there's a small schism. And before it grows bigger, Paul writes this beautiful letter. It's different from Philippians, which is a praise letter. This letter is a, how could you do this? It's not necessarily damning and condemning, but it's like, wait a minute, how are you falling away this fast? Like what changed since I left? And who are these people bringing in stuff that I never taught you? The Holy Spirit never taught you. So when we're dealing with those kind of things, which is Paul is, we're looking at the old-fashioned word or the old-fashioned statement of what? Divide and conquer. That's the name of the game when it comes down to wanting your way and getting what you want. It's always has been. You know, that game has been played in politics since the day one. Matter of fact, if you want to know where divide and conquer really launched itself, you can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden where that lightning bolt struck down that perfect relationship because man and woman independently made up their minds versus them both coming together as one to obey God. From that day forward, it just kept getting worse and worse. We go Cain and Abel. There's a division because Abel's crop was acceptable and Cain's crop was what wasn't acceptable. I had to kill my brother because God showed favor over his and mine. I got to kill him. There shouldn't even been an issue with that. But see, that's what the sinner does. We have uh, battle lines, if I could say that. Let me scoot up a little bit. We have battle lines in our lives. We have things that outright we must do and must keep for our own ambitions and motives. I don't watch CNN, I watch Fox News. I don't watch Fox News, I watch MSNBC. I don't watch this, I watch that. I'm, not, I'm a Baptist, I'm not a Methodist. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm a Methodist, I'm not a Baptist. I'm a Roman Catholic, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Muslim, I'm not a Christian. There is so many factions. That's the word of the day. And it's a word that has two words to describe it. It's a Greek in two words. Both of the words are pertinent and make perfect sense to what is going on with the food of the flesh. And if you want to know how sick factions can be, and you want to know that it reaches every age bracket, you have the cliques. You know, the people in high school, middle school, the cool kids, the geeks, you have all, you have all those kind of sorts. The wannabes and the actuals, the rich and the poor. If there is a way to divide a people, to try to separate one to believe that they're superior than the other, this particular flesh sin is always in the employee. And what's interesting is that it's connected with the other two previous sins in the last two episodes. Because they all work hand in hand. These are, was it divided up by twos? I should have divided up by threes because each one of them work together and they're all inside the Christian. It all depends on which way his motives lean. And of course, if they're inside the Christian, then we know they flourish inside the center. Now, the, to understand what, what's going on with this, with the divide, with sin itself, you got to remember, it is the way we think. 
It is the way we process our emotions. It is how we look at the world. It permeates everything in our life. We cannot look upon something without a judgment that will go afoul. Even the most innocent person, the most innocent of human beings, will make a judgment not based on the facts, but based on their perception of what they want the world to be. And in people, and when you start getting around in people that start all agreeing with that one person because they have the same thing, well, there's a divide happening. What? Because there are another group of people that don't agree with that. And guess what? Now there's a problem. You got the pro-life, pro-choice. They both put themselves on opposite sides, and there's no communication between the two. If you can, unless you consider throwing stuff and fighting as communication. Man and woman. You got man and his friends, woman and her friends, and the marriage, if they're not getting along, guess what? They, they're, they're picking sides. Now that family unit is destroyed or under massive assault. Factions is as old and as, and I'll have to say it, it's a beautiful tragedy on just how effective it is on crushing households, crushing friendships, crushing businesses crushing world governments and crushing more importantly the individual because its sole purpose is to divide to make uh it, to, to separate to create a battle line of convictions on either side to where guess what either you with me or you're against me with that being said we have to look at the most obvious of things. And remember I said it has two words that will describe it perfectly. But for us to get there, we first got to go look at our Bible. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And we've got to enjoy ourselves first to see what the good word has for us today. Because, you know, you know I love the good word. There's nothing better than listening to the large word, and it's just amazing to go through it. I love it. I hope you guys appreciate it but here we go on the screen i hope my countryness is not too bad it's in full effect today i'm just letting you know that countryness is out all right so again just to go uh to refresh here's paul defending the truth of christ in galatia and this so this letter was sent to the galatian churches and what paul is talking about is simple how you can't merge two type of things together it's either christ or that world system. The two can't they can never work together. They just they just don't. It's like trying to say it's trying like trying to say truth and a lie can work very well together. It can't. They are opposed to each other, violently it's as such. So how do you how does it happen? What does what causes these things? Or what better yet, since I answered that with the flesh in the last two videos, we gotta ask this question now. What is the purpose of factions? It's not just divide and conquer. There has to be a reason for this to take to, for this to take place. Now let's look 
at verse 13, Galatians chapter 5. Remember, we start at verse 13 because it's the most pertinent and it kind of encapsulates everything, encapsulates everything that's going on. So we can see that when you talk about fruits of the flesh, these things cannot benefit the sinner. And if the Christian is suffering with it, it definitely cannot benefit his service to one another. So verse 13, for you were called to freedom. Brethren, that means freedom from factions as well. And all the freedom we're free from are all these things that we're going to discuss down here. But it's always good to see Paul making a statement of this is why we have to love one another. You know, that the hardest thing you have to do today. And it's tough. Ooh, it's tough. So listen to this. For you are called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. In the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. It's very important that you understand what Paul is saying here. It's very important that we can get into fights. We can get into disagreements. The thing is, we put them aside because they're not important. The only thing that's important is the truth of God. That, if, guess what? And if we bite each other and devour one another, we're eating and attacking each other, we got to make sure we're not doing what? We're not destroying that person's faith. We're not destroying the foundation of the work that Christ has done in them. Simply because you have a cause that you need to see fit to be to be the the, uh, the prevailing thought process and opinion in that church. Now, this you substitute church in anything: the Walmart, a store, a friendship circle, the football team, rugby team, name it. Somebody's opinion they want to have. This is the this is the pinnacle decision that we're going to do, and it's based on what I believe. And I got nine other people that believe with me. Then you got the other five saying, "Dude, we don't believe in that." You got factions. And you want to know what happens when you get into factions? Your freedom is gone. Because now you have made a stake and a claim where you stand. I can tell you when I made my mistake, the last time I ever voted in my life, and I will never vote again for the sole purpose of not creating division in the body of Christ. It's bad enough we had to get rid of it. And we, I had to get rid of it. It had to go. It's creating division. Imagine a political line. It don't even belong in church. But since being a Christian, it's not enough just to follow the word. You got to be the word in deed and action. What would it be like if I'm sitting there saying, man, we need to stick together. We need to show love. We need to make sure that both, both anybody that's suffering in sin know that Christ loved them and laid his life down for them. But let's guess what I did when I make a vote. I will say all of that except, but I believe in this, this, this candidate's policies and position. I, I can't do that. I can't pick sides with the world and try to satisfy God. It doesn't work. You cannot serve truth and a lie at the same table. In First Corinthians, talk about how you're going to marry how you're going to marry a hoe and bring that demon to the table at the same place that the righteous eat. You can't share together. It don't work that way. Heaven and earth will never agree. Yeah, that's like saying righteousness can agree with unrighteousness. There is no agreement. That is a forever war that has casualties. And we have to address it. Now, when you're dealing with a war and you're dealing with uh, factions, 
you got to deal with all that it comes with. You got to have good reason why this, your faction is going to be is going to be per, uh, uh, persuasive over the other. You got to have whole systems set up that people agree with. Now, when you're in one side of the faction, you can set that up. The other one may be a little bit more disorganized, but maybe the cause is enough to keep them together. Either way, neither side are communicating. Republicans, Democrats. I'm just giving examples. When I when I when I've judged judged when I voted. My vote successfully divided the church and how people regarded me. And I'm sitting there saying, well, that's my choice, but it doesn't mean that that's the first problem I ran into. I can't separate that. Me going to that voting booth and pulling that level, pushing them buttons, guess what? I'm saying God is finally is, is okay with my with my with, with this decision, and he backs that decision. There is no way. I'm going to pull God into a, a worldly position to where people say, well, if he's voting and since I like his stuff, he must, God must have given him the strength to do it. Ain't got nothing to do with it. As an ambassador, I have no right to try to cast anything. I'm just supposed to deliver a message. I represent the kingdom just like my brothers and sisters. Voting one side on one side alienates the other. And guess what? We're supposed to save both sides as much as we can with the gospel. Doesn't work that way. Oh, Eric, I don't mind that you are a Republican. Don't roll up over here when I don't agree with their policies, but you want to tell me God is still good. Sound like God wants to be Republican. That, that argument can go both sides. Because guess what? I created a divide. It's every American's right to vote. Exercise that absolutely. Please do. If you're in a Christian body... It's, I'm telling you, you can make a decision in that booth that can cause ripples even in your own circle. Because if they disagree with that candidate, they disagree with you in that regard. And what'll come up is what? The argument. Don't talk religion and politics. Well, guess what? The reason why you don't talk either one is because guess what? There's a side on one, there's a side on the other. When you're talking about the truth of God, there's only one truth. There is no interpretation to the otherwise. There is no alternative look at over here. Two plus two is four. No matter how many times you want to look at it a different way, you can turn it upside down, backwards. You can rip, it, rip the paper up that you wrote it down, but it doesn't change. Two plus two equals four. When you start voting, you start saying two plus two might actually be five. Then one guy said, wait a minute, it's exactly four. Now you got a fact. You got somebody believing something, it seems so blatant, right? Like how, Eric, that don't even make sense. You know for a fact two plus two equals four. Yeah, you're under the impression that people are thinking logically when their emotions are being triggered. I'm a conservative. I'm a liberal. Those are emotional convictions that are not easily to shed because they've been raised in both. They've been nurtured in both. These things are as is is innate to them as the, as what as them as human beings the set trying to separate that is damn near impossible excuse my french only the lord can divide that so you can say oh brain fog insomnia moodiness achy joints weight gain maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you but midi health understands that for women over 40 they can all be connected Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, 
not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Man, I shouldn't have did that. That's right. That is correct. Not this. That's why the best thing to do is just back up. You ain't got to be in none of that. And trust me, there ain't enough real Christians in the world that the voting system won't even take an impact from it because we're not very numerous. You may see a lot of people with labels on their head, but that don't make them anything. I can put on the Jesus gear, the crosses. I can tattoo. Lord is good across my whole body more than a rapper could. Doesn't change nothing. It has to be in what? Our deeds and how we treat one another. And we don't cause one another to stumble. And factions do exactly that. So I've talked a little bit about factions. Let's go ahead and get to it and see what we're saying, what we're saying here. Verse 16. In Galatians chapter 5, but I say walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh for the flesh sets its desires against the spirit. So right now we see there's a divide. The flesh has no interest in working with what the truth, the spirit, and it sets its desires against it. It's like it's vehemently disagreeing with it. I will not. Listen, that's what the sinner does. Man, you think about repenting. I don't believe in that junk. It's just that's just what happens. That's the reflex mechanism. The two remember, earth and heaven cannot agree. They never have. It's always been a war. And the spirit against the flesh, the truth versus the lie. Reality versus the delusion. There's one on there's one on the delusion side, and there's some on the true side. The only real thing that's going on in the middle is the decision-making process. That's what it all boils down to. Are you going to make a sinful decision or a righteous decision? The only way to make a righteous decision is in Christ. The only way to make a sinful uh, decision is in yourself. The two will never agree. That's why it's like, oh, you know, uh, God bless America and everybody. And all the God, let me tell you something. America serves a purpose and a role. But by no means is this his country. No interest in it. Because God's bigger than that. I ain't, he's not, I'm not choosing sides. Well, he chose Israel. Israel is a people. Not a country. And if you ever notice, they're still under judgment. They're still getting attacked from all sides. How do you attack, how do you attack Israel over here in America? Oh, anti-Semitism. Look up the Reformed theology. Presbyterianism. Go look up uh, Lutherans. They, they, it's all about down with the Jews. They in their colorful way. How do they do it? By robbing them of their birthright. 
Oh, we 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 supplanted them, so they're no longer God's people. What does it say in the Bible? Well, it, what does it? We just interpret. Oh, delusion. Gotcha. Factions happens quick, man. Listen to this. The reason why there's an opposition for the flesh sets a desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. So why? So that you may not may not do what? Do the things that you please. Let me tell you something. I get through some lonely spells because there's division in my personal life. There's division in the marriage. Marriage ain't here. There's division. Children ain't here. There's division. Did I cause that division? I did my part. Absolutely. I did. I did my major role as being the head of the house to make these bad decisions that caused this situation. But nonetheless, it's still a division. You got the other side of the fence that agree with everything goes over there. You got my side of the fence that just agrees with what I'm going to. And I got to still say, look, you can't agree with me on that. I, that was my mistakes. You can't side with me just because on my decision. You got to side with me only out of love, but you can't side with me. You got to side with the marriage. You got to go after the union. You, can, you got to preserve the union, not the individual. Because I'd sit there and say I was right, they were wrong, and vice versa. It keeps the division inflamed. We can't do that. Because remember, my desire, and it, like anybody else's desire, is going to go counterproductive to the marriage if I'm trying to fulfill my desire. Oh, I want my marriage, but I want my side piece. Yeah, I want my thing. I want my boo thing on the side. That's, I'm acting in what? My desires. When the Spirit says, you know what, Eric? I'm like, you ain't going out there. Your car ain't going to start today. Or you ain't going to There's always the way that how good God is. There's always ways that prevent things that are out of our control. Or well, not out of our control. We decide to make them out of our control. That thank God like a parent prevents these things from happening. There are many nights I wanted to make a whole butt of myself by just saying, look, I'm, I'm this way. And I've get some encouragement from the other side. Eric, you know, you should get out there and do Man, the minute I try to start thinking about that, I get on my knees and say, please get that out of my skull. Because I've already done enough damage. Why do I need to continue the destruction? You know what I mean? I've already ca caused enough division. Why I want to feed it? Well, if that means you'll be by yourself for the rest of your life, man, you can do it. You know what? Then so be it. But I will not cause any more damage and destruction. I, will, I don't want to be a hypocrite. That terrifies me. Because anything I've ever said and built built with, with the kingdom's work will come into question. And bringing that reproach to God is a scary thing to do. And I don't want to do that. So if that means all I need to do is follow the tenets of what the good word tells me. And it's going to keep me safe. And it's going to keep me loving those that deserve that love. They ain't got to earn it. They deserve it. I respect people on instinct. You ain't, ain't got to earn my respect. You just got it. If you do something dirty and wrong, I forgive easy. You get to, you get to get it again. That's also in Luke seventeen. What if my brother uh, offends me seven times and you forgive him seven hundred seventy-seven times? The notice notice Jesus kept making that number more exp exponential. Why? Because there's no end to what to reconciliation. That's what the key word here is. There's a divide. Reconciliation is the cure. That means setting aside the things that caused that and coming together with the one thing that brings everything together. That's why I say love covers a multitude of sins. It can heal 
those factions. So let's take a look. But I said, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets a desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For those who are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. So in Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells and locks, locks that new man away that who cannot sin. We cannot, we can't make him sin. He is sinless as of this point. We still have our sinful mindset and our thinking process, but now there is a new nature that God cultivates in truth. That's why it's hard to fathom the peace of heaven. We can, we can imagine the, 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 the tragedy of hell and the tragic burn. We can conceive whole movies on that. But heaven, not so easy. Because we've been at war for so long, we don't even know what peace looks like. If I tell you, I want you to go out and have a peaceful, uh, uh, a, a, what, a peaceful day, a day of tranquility and peace. What does that really look like? I'm gonna do. I guess I'll do laundry. That's your idea of peace. I'm gonna go get a massage, and I'm gonna. That's your idea of peace. I'm gonna go out and have a beer and do this. That's your idea of peace. Imagine you're still having to delve into the world for that. You're still having to do something to create that peace and tranquility. And just to add to why that's a fragile thing, it can be broken with a phone call or an accident. Now, the peace that God is talking about cannot be broken. It can't be damaged, distracted. It can't be stolen. It can't even be hidden. But since all we know is war, and war creates division. Some guy's idea of what tranquility and peace is, this guy doesn't agree that that's what it looks like. If they happen to be both in an organization where there is a battle line on both, most people are going to side with, now you're going to have those middle grounders, and thank God that they don't necessarily get it, but fence riders also are just as dangerous, unless they're trying to reconcile the two situations. So you got the guys that believe this way, guys that believe that way, and guess what? It only matters is the truth. But at that point, the truth is not even involved anymore because it's about what? What I believe and what they believe. And my right, my belief is right, they believe is wrong. And that's they this fight has emotional battle lines that have not been crossed in decades. They become generational ba uh, uh, battle lines. My mama's Baptist, my mama's mama was Baptist, and so now I'm a Baptist just by the fact that that generation has passed that down. I'm expected to side with that with that belief system, and then I got the on the other side. Now you got them two merged together. Well, my my wife's a Methodist and I'm a Baptist. That's a which church you go to, homeboy? Oh, uh, we got to go to. I'm the head of the family, so I got to go to this church. What my wife might resent you. Her family goes to that church. See that division? All it didn't even last that long, did it? That peace did not even last long. Oh, we married today. The There's opposite sides of war. Which church you go to? Are you going to give it a fair chance? Is the truth going to be proclaimed there? Just an idea of factions. Let's keep rolling. So listen to this. Here's the good news. If you're led by the Spirit, you're not in the law. The Ten Commandments apply to, the, to what? To man that engages in these sinful acts. And if you, if you hear a sinner say, oh, I don't engage in that, they say, I, I'm good. He lying to you. Because... We have to fight against these things every day. And that's the, that part of the sanctification process. That new man is not making decisions on that. That old sinful man sure is. 
And we trying to justify it, which is what we call what? Hypocrisy. Listen to this. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident. They're obvious. You can't hide these things. These things are not things you can keep down deep because they become points of pride. Remember that. These are things that people are proud of and will continue to hoist up. And in some cases, it may be their battle cry. And remember, others are agreeing, yeah, I agree with you. So let's look at them real quick before we get to our main topic today, even though we've always been on it. The flesh are evident. Immorality, impurity, and sensuality. I just solved the problem of why divorce happens. While, while, while there are many websites that allows people to go flirt with each other, even if they married or not. The fame one night stand. All the adulterer, adulteress. All the, the a man's man. That woman that just lights up the night. Both are married. Both of them switching beds like people change socks. And they still marry. Oh, I'm devoted to my wife. I'm devoted to my husband. And I'm just sleeping around with everybody else. Because I want my desires to be met. Immorality, impurity, sensuality sells books, clothing, and all types of picadillos to go along with the fetishes that come with it. For every nut, there's a wrench. There is someone partaking in immorality, impurity, and sexuality, sensuality. Now, just to give you an example of what those three things are that you don't necessarily have to partake in as an, in a physical sense with them, pornography. You want to go pornography light? Instagram. Twitter. Twitter don't even hide. You can get full frontal on everything. Your kids can run across somebody on there who joined the whatever club. Here's all she's got. He sits down looking at uh, at Fortnite uh, tweets, and before he knows it, on the right side somebody pops up and it says it's it's big bucks from Brenda, join her OnlyFans. She's a one percenter. Now he's he nine, he twelve, he fifteen. He roll over there and look, and they expose everything. It's on Twitter. It's not even that hard. You can go to Instagram, put in. Just put in any of those keywords. You go find somebody that says, look, I'm just what you're looking for. And you can commit immorality, impurity, and sensuality in the privacy of your own home until someone looks at your, your, your page. And even then, what are you going to think? Oh, it's just Instagram. It's just me following. I don't care. Sin is sin. It's not hurting nobody. But it's hurting yourself. And you're dividing yourself against that new nature that God has given you. That's where Romans chapter 7 comes in. Oh, well, the more I want to do right, I'm still doing wrong. And I don't even understand why I'm doing it. Key, I don't understand why I'm doing it. Well, isn't it your desires? Yeah, but why would I want my desire to go against me and that'll end up destroying my marriage even worse? Why would I lean into it knowing the consequences? Because, and then guess what? Then I do it, and now what's the deal now? Now I got to figure out how to hide from the consequences. Now you got people, guess what? That's where the, the impurity comes. Oh, Eric, you know it was a one-time thing. Go ahead and let it go. You promoting it now, dog? They go together, man. Idolatry, sorcery, and enmities. The, the strong foundation of a fake god is built by these three things. You got idolatry, the fake god maker. You got sorcery, the witchcraft, the person, the mouthpiece of that fake god. And then you got enmities. You got straight up disagreements to the point of fights. But not yet. 
just heated sides. Notice these three going together. Strife, jealousy, and outbursts of anger. Them three right there builds the next three. Notice the, uh, the, the level of danger is rising. So through impurity, sensuality, and immorality, they, I want to get away with those things. I'm, idolatry is the way you can create that which can be worshipped. That's the call to God created. It's like a lady. You can do anything with idolatry. And that's the worship of man-made. Anything. It's a God that doesn't exist. And it's made by human hands. In this case, human thoughts and dreams and desires. My God allowed me to get away with it. My God allows, uh, is, is total agreement with divorce. My God is all about separate. My God's all... That ain't God. But on idolatry, you can make whatever you want. And here's some bad news but good news for those that want to have their own God. There is a sorcerer, there's a witch that has been the mouthpiece of that raggedy God, and you can just join that church, that faction, who believe the same way. Now you're all worshiping that idol, and you're feeling good, you can do what you want. All along, that Bible ain't saying any of that stuff. But you made your own idol, and idolatry is powerful. Political idolatry, everything to do with politics, it's on there. You got your religious, you got your religious idolatry. All, all these things have these gods that people worship. All that American eagle, man, we love America. We're patriots. Well, good for you, but that's your idolatry. That means you're gonna be blind to the destruction of the the people inside that. Because if you're not a patriot, you're looked at as what? The enemy of it. There is a faction right there. Democrats aren't Americans. Republicans are. There we go again, us against them. And that's what this, guess what? And that's fed by what? Jealousy, outbursts of anger, and disputes. Not only do I, do I not like that they're getting well, not only do I have the perception that they're doing better, how dare them come flash at my face by, by building a new building in the area where them folks are now moving in and they're gonna sell me something? And I've been here first. You know, you see where I'm going. And bouts and outbursts of anger. You know, the things that cause people to get hurt. Punches, attacks. Uh, assaults with uh, verbally. Talking behind someone's back. Making up rumors. Making up false things. Doing whatever you got to do to get that thing done. And it's made out of what? Notice all these things are emotional triggers, right? They're all tied together to what? So to do the things that you please. As we keeps going, we see down here uh, in dissensions. Now, you cannot separate strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, and dissensions from each other. Because last but not least comes factions. Now, this is the Greek word that has two meanings. Depends on what you're going to use. The first one is heresis, where we get the word heresy from. Isn't that amazing? The act of taking capture or storming a city. Notice heresy does that. It captures. It takes people by storm. It envelops them to, and their beliefs become what that heresy is based on. Choosing, making a choice, factions, one side over the other. That which is chosen. I made this choice to be a Republican. I made this choice to be a Christian, Baptist. I, it's all it is. And a body of men following their own tenets, their own policies. Listen to this. 
Sadducees, Pharisees, and Christians. Yes. We still got divisions. That's why we're told to reconcile. Notice we're not immune. We can fall into sin. That's why we look after our brothers and sisters. So when we catch them in a sin, we can pull them out. Just like people did for me when I was all about politics and this is the right thing to do for the church. It took people that were hurt by my choice and decisions to wake me up to say, man, I shouldn't have made that decision in the first place. Thank God. We are not free from making bad decisions. Don't let them Christians on TV and the ones where them nice suits and nice cars convince you that don't happen. I promise you, you'll, you'll have a bad idea about how that works down. Now, I did say I will show you the second part of that. And I will. That is in my notes. Let's see if we can get this on camera. Let's see if this first thing did not crash. It did not. Praise God. Let's go to the, our, our screen. And we're going to go. My countryness is full effect. You've got to forgive me. It's, it's on fire today. So this is. There's my. Um, there's my document. And so what I got here. Is where we're going to go today. Now look at these. These synony the synonyms of factions, but look, see. So the other word for um, factions is schisma, which is where we get the word schism, separate, divide. Now look at the synonyms for factions: a split, a crew, a gang, a pack, a team, a denomination, a persuasion, a schism, a scission, caucus, movement, block, splinter, crew, and of course, go on and on, and coalition. Imagine that. Theology. There are war in theologies. This theology think they're better than that one, this vice versa. You got denominations. Remember, there's 45,000 denominations in county. And each one of them have their own theologies in them. And there's someone that disagrees with that theology. So you got that split as well. How many Baptists do we have? We got First, first Baptist, Second Baptist, Missionary Baptist. We got, um, what was the other one? Independent Baptist. We got it all. We got all kind of flavors. We got more Baptists than you got. Uh, than you, Baskin Robbins got 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 flavors. We got it all, baby. Which one you want? You want to be independent Baptist? How about you be second independent Baptist? You can make your own denomination in Baptist. All denomination means is what? It is a set organization that is autonomous. It makes its own decisions. I want to make a new Baptist group right now. We're going to call it the First and Second City Baptist of missionary um, first church. It don't even make no sense because it, it's not even real. It's a delusion just like every denomination is that they think that they're right. And somehow they think, well, with all these denominations, we get to a freedom of expression. Uh, last time I checked, homeboy, the truth only has one way to go. Truth has always been one singular thing and it goes down and it's impeccable. Can I be challenged or, or, or destroyed or put down? You got to create a delusion around it and hope that people don't look through the smoke and mirrors like, oh, that's the truth right there. You know, we call that building up character. You know, I successfully did that for many years. I built myself to be this guy. And then when God ripped all that away, when I repented of my sins and they come down and see this little meek little boy. That been lying through his teeth to be something that he's not. And when everyone saw for what I was, I was ill-prepared. You know I was ill-prepared? Because I was believing my own delusion. Happens all the time. Thank God for God. Thank God for brothers and sisters. But this is where it goes. Look at Matthew 12, 25. This is Christ. It's a very famous quote here. And knowing their thoughts, this is Christ knowing what the Sadducees and the Pharisees are saying. 
any kingdom divide against itself is laid waste and any city or house divided against itself will not stand they just accused jesus of driving out demons by demon power that makes no sense that's like trying to say drive water out with water how and well it's in a lake it's going to eventually move the lake right no it swells you cannot do these kind of things but that's why christ is saying this very important thing division is important to those who want to hang on to their power you got a guy that's very influential in a job and there's a guy that already has that job and he's being successful at it and somehow he feels threatened by that young man or that person a division can happen well i prefer this guy over that guy because and i heard that my boss is upset now I, I like my boss i don't like this new guy can happen snap of a finger girl that dude don't treat you right you need to go ahead and leave him for somebody else it can happen all the time it don't take much somebody don't like somebody else let's find a click happens real quick family versus family very common oh i love that eric guy when i found out he don't like politics i, I can't get with him i can stick with my people who have factions schisms and heresies things that people want to believe that are untrue and not only that they're willing to divide for it and be willing to guess what's going to happen when that happens they devour one another and guess what happened? What did Christ say when a kingdom is divided against itself? It could be laid waste. That ain't just like, oh, it'll be bad. I'm talking about decimation. You see, evil's greatest, greatest weapon has always been division. It's always been that way. Let me have one side not talking to the other. White against black. Or organizations, by the way. Baptist against Methodist. There's always a division. Dallas Cowboys versus everybody else. You name it, city versus city, block versus block. I'm 2210, baby. Whoop, whoop. I'm 305, warring against each other. Bloods against Crips. These things have been going on for eons. And there's supporters on both sides. And guess what? Neither one are talking until some kind of tragedy happens that affects them both. And even then, it's only temporary. They didn't disband the gang. They didn't disband the party. They didn't disband the schism. They didn't bridge the schism. They just chose to cease fire. But the same animosity, the reason why they're separate, is still there and growing and becoming healthy by the day. Because every day they don't go to war, every day they don't, they're not headbutting about agendas, it's growing bigger and bigger. Oh, we just agreed not to shoot you. That didn't mean they didn't agree. They didn't agree just to disagree with you still. And as they're watching you making your policy, they're watching you do the things in your neighborhood, and they want to do things in their neighborhood, but they find out their stuff is better. I'm, and this can go to any any fact, build, what politics, religion, uh, personal friendships, uh, wh whatever, country clubs. There's all these factions, all these little cliques around, all vying for power, all vying for influence. And yet nobody's communicating and the very supporters are the one that's taking the hit look the alphabet community don't give a damn about those suffering in inside their sins they don't give a damn just like black lives matter don't give a damn about black folks white supremacists don't care about white folks they care about their agenda the agenda is more important than human life because guess what the agenda must survive the truth the only thing that keeps religion and all these organizations like that alive is the victims that's it
the crime itself no the victims because when there's a victim there's got to be a defendant over there too right there's a plaintiff there's a, there's, and there's a plaintiff and there's a defendant church burns you we got to protect the church's image if we're Baptist and that bat, one of the dudes did something he wasn't supposed to the religion needs to be protected they can leave that guy high and dry but it ain't Baptist's fault that's his fault that, that faction has to continue going because there's profitability in it and when Christ said it's laid waste we don't even realize we're creating new victims by being better perpetrators inside one of the other's factions notice Jesus didn't pick sides did he? he said both suck there's only one side there's God there is no other side it's just there's God there's the alternative of hating God but there is no choosing sides to where one has more power than the other that's not how that works isn't that a beautiful thing? That should feel good, too. The truth is the only thing that matters. And now we live in a society that want to question it, but they don't want to question the truth more, so they just want to have their own. It ain't enough to have 2 plus 2 equals 4. I want to have 2 plus 3 equals 4. I think it sounds better. Even though the truth is 2 plus 2 is, well, I mean, okay, if it's 2 plus 3 equals 5, what if I put a minus 1 next to it? It just gives it pizzazz, but I want it to mean the same thing. doesn't work. And guess what? Somebody gonna believe, hey, that makes sense. I think I wanna be the two, three, five guy, minus one. I think I wanna do that. And it keeps growing from there. Marriage is broken, friendships broken, corporations bleeding on the inside. All of this is due to factions. Let's look more into what factions do because the Lord has preached against division. And I just did a sum summation of this because there is so many Bible verses talking about division and God saying do not divide because this is what the devil wants. And beyond that's what the world wants. You know, a united people in America is dangerous to any politician because you know why? We'll say get your narrow behind out that seat. You've been there too long. Get out of there. But as long as there's battle lines and they got people that are promoted from the media to, 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 to your grandmama, them factions will stay strong. And remember, it ain't about the individual, it's about the faction. Look, everyone loves that great speaker in any faction. That guy's going places. That girl is high motivated. We love listening to her speak. She, fought, she runs afoul. The party will get rid of her to protect the party because it has to survive. Even though, guess what? It's been covering up other stuff. It just so happened it couldn't cover her that much or it couldn't cover him that much because the damage was too great. So they just pulled their cover back to protect those that are still secret in there so that what? It can continue to keep going. This is the nature of factions. I believe this is right. I believe that you're wrong. And I got people behind me that back me up. I got people behind me that back me up. And guess what? The communication stopped in the war zone. And guess what happens? Both will go get laid waste, as Christ says. Now listen to this. This is important. If I visible cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. How you? Wait a minute. Time out. If I'm casting out Beelzebub, what's your daddy count out? Because I'm connected with them. I'm through their bloodline. So what do you think they were doing? So what? We all doing that? And then, wait a minute, how you going to judge fairly if you're up there casting out demons by demons? Can't do it. Listen, and Jesus, Jesus you know, he, he didn't pull punches. It's, he put it in a way that you wouldn't, like, you know, I'm going to kick you in the neck. Nothing like that. But he challenged you. Like, how you going to say one thing and you're contradicting yourself? Listen to this part. 
But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. That means what? If I'm casting out demons, that means heaven got closer. Something we would never even believed. That's how powerful it was. Listen to this. Or how can anyone enter the strong man's house and carry off his property unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? We get bound all the time in our religion, our theologies, our denominations, our own opinions, our own ideals, political parties, you name it. We're binding ourselves up. It's almost as if we are willfully whipping that thing around us to, get a, to, to bind us up to where we're immovable. And guess what? We are sound in our divisions. You were strong enough to break free when you could think for yourself. You was even stronger when you had your hands and you can type in and look for yourself. But the minute you agreed to that faction's ideals and then the people that you respect in that faction start roping you off and tying you up, the only, guess what? You have to depend on them for everything. All of a sudden, you're making decisions just like a Baptist would. You're making decisions just like a good Lutheran. You ain't even speaking for yourself no more. You speak in their language. You know, I always ask people, what you know Christians have a different language than others and I'm going to tell you what that is the true believer we don't sound the same not even close not that we sound like different in a sense like I sound like I'm talking from Shakespeare but there's just certain things in our mannerisms and our voice and our speech and our inflection what we do is not the same like memes they may be catchy but they're not necessarily the way we think we can laugh at it but it's not how our mind works. Not our true minds. There's always God's mind with us. So when we want to make a decision on something, we think with the mind of Christ. We're like, man, I don't know if I should do that. Everybody else laughing, having a good time, and you laughed a little bit too. But it wore off quick because it wasn't it wasn't righteous. We didn't it didn't hold us. It can't hold us. It doesn't have any ability to hold us. You see, these are the things that makes a Christian different. Everybody else is using sus and, and all these other short... We, we, I still say suspect. Yeah, but that's sus. Sus what? Sud? What? what are you talking about? Now, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make, make them feel bad, but we just don't do those things. They're not catching us. Trends don't catch on with us. Movements don't catch on with us. Because those things are external. They're worldly. They have no power to keep us there. We'll get we'll, much like that, that dog from up. You know, blah, 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 squirrel. That's what it's like for us. Oh, man, that's a fantastic meme. Jesus, what, what, was, what Bible verse was that? Our attention span is different. We want the righteousness. We want the holiness. We want the truth. We do not want to be shined on. Tired of it. I'm tired of being distracted from the truth. I don't want to run from the world. Reality is not the threat. It's the people in delusion that's the threat. It's not... Look, politics is everywhere. You know what the problem with politics is? The same problem with that manager that don't like the other manager. Not only is there no communication, there's a desire to crush one or the other. And guess how, guess how evil sin can be? Here's a funny thing. This happens all the time. Let's say you have a predominant win inside. They crushed that other manager. He got fired or he quit. And now you got a rebellion. You still got a faction, but now you just don't have a leader. Now you just have a movement. 
Still affection. The head is gone. We cut the head off the snake. Well, guess what? It's a hydra. It sprouted more. You now made that man a martyr. Oh, we got him fired, man. All the tough he wanted to stand for it. All them people that stood with him, the hell with them, we won. Now he became a martyr. We go stand with him even more. Now there's a more emotional connection to where it's now devotional. And guess what? That's where those other triggers come from. Of what? Jealous of an out with jealousy, outbursts of anger, dissensions. It, it see this, it's this perpetual cycle of destruction. There is no getting out of it. And let's say we actually get rid of, let's say, let's go, let's go have, let's have some fun here. Let's say it was two managers at Walmart and the one manager won, decimated him, got that guy fired. And guess what? The rebellion got quelled. Those people either quit or they got moved to other departments to where they really can't do anything until they quit. Let's say that manager came triumphant and yes, we put it down. Yeah. Guess what will happen? Oh, jealousy. Because that manager will say a simple thing. Man, I'm so glad I, I, I had this done, man. I'm so glad y'all supported me through this because without without y'all's help, man, I could not have done this. Now you're going to have somebody go, wait a minute, man, I helped more than anybody else. Somebody else go come up and say, hey, man, Frank, you did do a little bit more than most. I mean, while that guy was bad on the other side, but you really, you know, you're the one that got the evidence. And I noticed he ain't said your name. And you got your instigators like that guy. Then you got the person that's... He might got his wife at home. I believe in you, honey. You should have took that job. You should have been the one to give that speech. He didn't give you no love. And it spreads from there. And now you got another faction. Now you got a guy that's on the other side that was with him that says, look, I know that we wanted that other manager out, but I'm telling you, I don't think he's the right man for the job. Look at how he treated those people in the rebellion. Can you imagine if you disagreed with him, what would happen to you? Oh, we just flourished again and got another faction, this time more devoted. And it came from the own rank that they once were part of. Divide and conquer. It's weird to say that, you know, these kind of machinations happen in corporate America and in politics and Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Um, the local office, uh, anything. As long as there's a pervasive viewpoint and somebody disagrees with it, you got factions. They may not be as hot and heavy as most, but the temperature can be raised very quickly. Because remember, when sin is involved, so is that fight for your desire. I want this done what level are you willing to go through none I, i'm gonna go do whatever i, I gotta do I, it, i'm all run over three minutes in time so let's look at first corinthians chapter 10 uh, and i'm sorry chapter 1 verse 10 and 11 listen to now i exhort you this is paul brethren by the name of our lord jesus christ that you are to you are all to agree and that there is no divisions among you but that you be made complete in the same mind in the same judgment for i have been informed concerning you my brethren that close people that you were uh, you are quarrels uh, there are quarrels among you the same mind same direction same oh, same course one god one savior, one Bible, we all go in that direction. Anything that causes that direction to deviate, we burn the hell out. We get rid of it. We reconcile it, we solve it, or we lay it down so that the journey can continue and we go for the gold. 
The team wins, not the individual. Christianity is unique because the individual who's part of the team is, guess what? They all win and judge equally by themselves. And guess what? In Christ, we're all one body. We're all going through that thing. We, I can talk to somebody today or tomorrow. Today was a good example. Somebody rolled in. They had problems with something going on. I started talking to them before you know it. I found out that we got we talked about God and didn't even realize it started coming out. That is something that's natural. We gravitate toward each other. Because there's the same mind. When you meet someone that has the same mindset of yours, it's boggling and amazing. You can relax and let your hair down or let your hair get sh let your bald head get shiny without judgment because they got the same bald head and extensions that you got. It, there's this bond between you two. And when you find out that guess what? You y'all have both got rid of the same thing that was causing division in your life and in your family all that bond gets even stronger because we are both submitting to God and he says what there let there be no divisions so there's no arguments amongst one another it's hard to argue when two people are disagreeing when the church has to go forward because when a sinner comes in and says man I heard this God guy you know I heard I started researching they said his people love each other like them love themselves I go in that church and I find out this guy Pastor Willie and Associate Pastor Jones they don't get along I go through that every day in my job I go through that every day in my, in my house why well, I want to come to a, the one place that God's supposed to be and there's still more division We go, that man go turn around and leave this ain't nothing this is a clown show and now we call somebody to stumble. We brought reproach to God's name. Why do you think I'm so terrified of being a hypocrite? Because I'll be responsible for that man. Oh, you should put it on your shoulders. No, 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 no. I, I, I should have did something. I should have said something. I should have went after him. I should have did something. But if I'm siding with one another, oh, that's just some dude. He never believed like us anyway. Yes, whatever, dog. Happens all the time. First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 1. Now, I copied the rest down. You guys can go back and search through it. Look, we may just read through it because it's necessary. Let's just go through it. Look at this. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as a spirit, as to spiritual men, but as men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. This is a slap in the face. He said, look, I want to talk to you as spiritual men, but I can't. I got to treat you like a child because clearly y'all don't know no better. I would love to come talk to you man to man adult to adult but you can't handle that because you're a child so now i gotta i gotta do it this way isn't that isn't that hard to hear but that's what it's like i gave you milk to drink not solid food for you were not yet able to receive it indeed even now you are not yet able i first gave you milk because you couldn't handle that steak now that you can handle that steak like you have all the ability to handle it you still want to drink on that milk Man, what's wrong with you? I want this letter to be better than this. And you just as childish? I got my divorce and I'm going to go to church today. You just as childish? I did that today and I'm going to go to church and, and be okay on Sunday. You just as childish? I don't believe that God says that to everything, even though what the Bible says. I want to have my own my own version. You just as childish? You need some warm, you need some cookies too with that warm milk? You want some, well, you want to put some Bosco? Some Nestle quick in there, maybe make the milk feel like you, you want to put some bacon flavored milk in there, make you feel like you feel like a man that you're drinking something with meats, with a meat flavor. Who are you so childish? Why? Division. We can't get out of ourselves. 
I want to talk to you like spiritual man, but you so childish, I can't. I gotta, I gotta go back. Look, we, your Bible, we taking your Bible away. We will give you a new Bible. It's written in crayon and it's got colorful pictures because clearly you can't handle the truth of God. Now that should be upsetting to you. It should be if you're a believer. That's pretty disrespectful. It's just as disrespectful as causing division in God's house. You should feel that kind of disrespect when someone does that to you. You should feel that way to a God. Well, yeah, great. I am a child. I'm making God look like he ain't nothing. Listen to this. For you are still fleshly. We just read about that in Galatians chapter 5, them, them fleshly sins. You're still fleshly. That's a description of all those sins of the flesh. You are still, you are still what? You're quarrelsome. You're still sexually immoral. You're still dealing with sensuality. You're still dealing with impurity. You're still dealing with factions, dissensions, disputes, jealousy, outbursts of anger, strife. You're dealing with you're still dealing with these things. You're still fleshly. You're still siding against the spirit. Listen to this. For since there is jealousy and strife among you. Oh, I'm sorry. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? And are you not walking? Or are you not walking like mere men? What you? How you walking today, homeboy? Since you fleshly, tell me how you walking in Christ. I'd love to see it. Show me how you walking in Christ in the flesh. Don't worry, I'll wait. Tell me how you go, say you walking in Christ with strife, jealousy, and how you tell me, did Christ walk in those things? No. Then why, how, show me how you walking in them. That's a huge indictment to who you are as a person. Listen to this part. And it gets worse. For when one says, I am Paul and, and another, and, and, and I am Apollos, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos and what is Paul? Servants through whom you believe, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. Factions. They were trying to decide who's preaching today. Paul. Man, I ain't going to church today. Wait a minute. Who's preaching today? Apollo? I ain't going with that. Paul is the main man. But Apollo talked better. Now you got people choosing who they want to hear. And here's Paul saying, wait a minute, time out. Last time I checked, we both servants. So what, you choosing a servant over another? Does that even make sense? But see, they're not looking at it that way. They're looking at Paul in an idolatrous way. They're looking at Apollos in an idolatrous way. They have a preference to who's preaching. They got a preference how many people have you heard join churches that the word is so soft, you if it hits you in the face, you would it feel like a breeze. You wouldn't be offended by nothing. Ooh, the band plays an hour and a half, and there's like two minutes of preaching. That ain't assaulting none of your flesh. Your flesh feels great. Music soothes the savage beast, and it soothes the sinner just fine. I'm gonna put on my slow jams, make love to this woman who's not my wife. And I'm going to feel great about it. Versus if you put on who's making love to your old lady, all of a sudden that might change things. If the truth came through the radio, it all of a sudden ain't baby making time. It's try how do I get out of here without nobody seeing me on camera? You see, people love their darkness. But that light exposes everything. Everybody want to be on the side of justice. But nobody don't want that gavel to swing. Everybody want to talk about what's what they deserve, but nobody want to talk about what they deserve when things they do something terrible. You see, factions allows one of the greatest tragedies and most destructive forces on this earth, self-righteousness, and it doesn't even need to be for religion. 
I don't need God to tell me what right and wrong is. I do that just fine. And somebody disagrees and goes, you can't do that without that. Now you got factions. You see, if you've noticed a pattern with these things, every one of these fleshly sins or the things that we do, every single one of them, let's go back real quick and I'll let you guys go because I definitely went over my time. But you know, it's worth it. It's always worth it to spend time with God, spend time with you. There's no apologies there. So um, we just go just stomach it a little bit longer. And you guys, you can always look at it and, and uh, back and oh, you can replay it again. But let's just talk about, because this is the last closeout. When you're dealing with immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissension, and factions up to this point. When you're dealing with that, those all come with justifications. Oh, my immorality, you cheated first. I'm just being equal. I'm, equal. I'm balancing the books. That jealousy of mine, well, I should have had that, but it was taken from me. There is a justification with each one of these. Even the man that commits the most sexual assault somewhere in his twisted mind, he believes he deserved it. The guy that beats up, beats a, a man half to death in prison because that man stole, stole some food off his table. That man feels justified. He deserved to lose his life over my cheese. See, it's easy to make these emotional decisions because your desires are at place. Imagine making decisions when, guess what? It's based on holiness, righteousness. Imagine when you say it's wrong, especially if you do it. Imagine say theft is wrong and I've stolen. That changes things a little bit. But then you got advocates that says, well, you were hungry and you need to... Now you got, you got that faction out there that just that just built on understanding. They will have a built-in excuse for you. And if you're crazy enough or you want to get away with it, you'll buy their delusion. And here we are all over again. You got the jury want to go one way, jury going the other. Is it evident that in a jury, in the jury there are still factions in that? And they're trying to decide a man's life. And there's still people who believe and people that don't. Oh, I kind of know why, because the evidence looks a little strange. There may not be, there may be too much, maybe too little. Maybe the lawyer that had too much evidence didn't do a good job of presenting that evidence. Maybe they had too little of evidence and the defense was able to overwhelm them with a counter argument. Either way, there's factions. Even one of my favorite shows, Law and Order, the very justice system is an adversarial system. Two sides. Why is justice not the side that we all want? The defense lawyer wants to get client off. Prosecutor wants to put him in jail. How come somehow the two don't work together? Oh, Eric, you live in a pipe dream. No, I'm trying to live for justice. It's hard. You cannot side against justice on the favor of someone else. Justice has to be pure and right. That's why Christ says, man, what are you doing? How are you go judge the world right and you trying to pick sides on what before you get to that point? You got to have a track record of doing what's right consistently not what you think is best for someone else there's a lot to deal with in this, in this word factions there is a lot to deal with divisions and I don't have the answer on an instant solution on how to stop it what I do have is a God in heaven that says there is truth and then there's lies there is no in between 
There is God and then there are no God. You got that's it. It's his 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 position and where you stand. We're under this idea that maybe that if I just have an opinion about this with God, it, change, it changes nothing. It doesn't change anything. But the delusion is enough to give people comfort. Well, I've reached a point in my life that I just don't want to be lied to no more. Not in that area. Not when it comes to the God. I can't do it no more. It's either the truth or nothing. I don't know who I don't know who killed that guy. The evidence says this way that way. Thankfully, that ain't my job. My job is to love both of them. I got to love the family that lost someone. I got to love the person that took that person. And I got to love the person that's trying to put him in. I got to love. I, I ain't got no option in that because I cannot make a clear judgment. That's going to be what? That doesn't have a sinful note to it. Hang that guy because he did something horrible to that girl. And he must die because it's. I, I get it. But see that emotion. We can't make that fair judgment. And God set up. Guess what? He set up uh, weights and balances that in the Old Testament that are not used today. That's why you think you have churches as sanctuary. There used to be whole cities that were sanctuary. But so just in case a judgment was wrong and that person truly was innocent, he could flee to that city and not be killed. It is popular to have a faction you're part of. What's not popular is when you're just in agreement with God. And they can't get you to budge on either direction. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I hope you enjoyed the study. This has been a fun study for me. Um, I hope it was a fun study for you. It's it's always been a, a pleasure um, to be able to speak to you one-on-one, -on -one, uh, to the family. Um, because without it, I mean, let's, let's face it, the channel wouldn't be nobody without you. Uh, we reached that time. We got to see the comments, to see what we got going on. We got Elaine. Laying on the, in the house on my way out of the door saw your live stream so wanted to stop by and say hello that's my girl right there jasper world I, a good example of the house divided thing is civil wars they never end and they never end well and it's better to talk things out that is so factual i'm gonna say i'm gonna say factually correct you know we're doing a philip moment right there uh we got our man franker z frank in the house stv sstv dd there it is um, we got a pretty, we had a pretty good, we had a pretty good turnout today. The whole turnout, let me be honest, it ain't about how many zone. It's about who reaches to have the, how the message change you, have the message get you to think. That's really the whole thing. It ain't about numbers. It's about one person at a time. Uh, I, you welcome King Beef. You welcome brother stranger. You welcome brother. Um, I want to let you everybody know that I love you very much. It's not just a word for me. I've had to learn how to love because as a full-blown narcissist which i was that old nature is still there so i have to just keep expressing that thing philip Brunel, yes let's put that down there stranger um sstvdd made a good point here i'm gonna leave that right there when i close the close it up so let me close the podcast out thank you guys for listening i love you very much i will see you guys soon in jesus name amen